as an entertainer and corporate billboard is contingent on her playing tennis at an appointed hour. Rather than being forced to sit in a windowless room, explaining herself to a room full of middle-aged men. And so the modern press conference is no longer a meaningful exchange, but really a lowest common denominator transaction, a cynical and often predatory game in which the object is to mine as much content from the subject as possible. Gossip equals good, good, um, good for the journalist. Anger equals good for the journalist. Feuds, tears, good, personal tragedy, good. Meanwhile, the young athlete, often still caught up in the emotions of victory or defeat, is expected to answer the most intimate questions in the least intimate setting, in front of an array of strangers and backed by a piece of sponsored cardboard. I'm trying to pro. This is a side note from myself. I'm trying to process like what they just wrote about the young athlete, often still caught up in the emotions, answer the most intimate questions. So, it just sounds stressful. Alright, finishing the rest of the article. Or this part of the article. Read the room. We are not the good guys here. We are no longer the power. One of the world's best athletes would literally rather quit a Grand Slam tournament than have to talk to the press. Rather than scrutinizing what that says about her, it might be worth asking what that says about us. Interesting. So, uh, what do I think about this? She let her do whatever she wants. She's she she is the one with the power. She's a superstar tennis player, very successful athlete. If and she said, um, what did she exactly say? Um, I'm sure you know anybody can look at what she said. it's basically I think it was was it because it was stressful um I would yeah it's interesting that people just really need to get to the heart of what she's trying to say mental health basically that's what I'm gathering from all these tweets that I'm reading mental health um refusing, refusing to take part in press conferences sorry I'm rambling a lot now but hey, I'm I'm rooting for her. Mental health, big priority for her physical well-being. I mean, some people would say that's a it's part of being popular, part of being famous. But I mean, hey, you know she has her rights as a human. Don't have to do what you don't want to do. Good for and I'll, I see I see a lot of other tw- uh, tweets on Twitter. Is, um, people mentioning support, stay healthy, stay strong. Oh, let's see what does this say. Oh, her own t- her own Twitter. Let's see what she said. People have no regard for athletes' mental health, and this rings very true. Whenever I see a press conference or partake in one, we are often asked questions that we've been asked multiple times before or asked questions that bring doubt into our minds. I'm not going to subject myself to people that doubt me. I've watched many clips of athletes breaking down after a loss in the press room, and I know you have as well. I believe that whole situation is kicking a person while they're down, and I don't understand the reasoning behind it. 
me not doing press is nothing personal to the tournament, and a couple journalists have interviewed me since I was young, so I have a friendly relationship with most of them. However, if the organizations think that they can just keep saying, do press or you're going to be fined, and continue to ignore the mental health of the athletes that are the that are the centerpiece of their cooperation, then I just got to laugh. Anyways, I hope the considerable amount that I get fined for this will go towards a mental health charity. XOXO with love. Naomi Osaka. I mean, she couldn't have said it better. Some other person tweeted, she made $55 million last year. Hold the phone, Naomi. That's, that's, that's a lot of money. Go Naomi. Winning. She, she's so, oh my gosh. Okay. If, if anybody has not seen a real, it's a really cool photo of her though. I mean, any, any decent human on earth should just see this photo of the butterfly, her with the butterfly. I don't, I'm not, I'm not a sports person. I don't like a, you know, I don't, I'm not a jock. I don't even play sports myself. Um, there's a beautiful photo of a butterfly landing on her nose and she saves it. She doesn't crush it or anything. She gets, she has the butterfly um, crawl to her finger, I guess. And then she lets it fly away. And it's a really, really beautiful photo that was, um, some a photographer captured during one of her games. So she's like the beautiful butterfly princess tennis player lady. You just gotta, you gotta support, you gotta support, or not. There is, um, there, there is a manga, or manga, there's a manga about her in, in Japan, and I actually bought this, like, well, they have these volumes of manga at all the stores here, uh, and it was at my, at my grocery store. I'm pretty sure it's marketed towards little girls, the volume that I picked up, so I made sure nobody else was looking. Um, but I, it was a good way for me to learn Japanese too. So I bought it um, and I went home and I flipped through it. It's, 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 so this volume, it's a collection of different, different, uh, different manga series. And one of them, I didn't even know that her manga, Naomi's manga, was in it. And I see, oh, there's a manga about a tennis playing girl. And sure enough, I recognized the katakana, and it was her name. So that's cool. And uh, so the children's manga, it's interesting. They have the uh, furigana, the little symbols that translate the, well, that make it easier to read the kanji. It's how, it's, it's how you, you, look at it and you can pronounce the kanji the little symbols are next to so or you know ideographs pictographs uh, Jap uh, for me learning Japanese is hard so go Naomi go 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 good stuff I yeah I don't think she needs that French open you guys she, she'll be fine those French journalists or whoever is criticizing her they can go away She'll be fine. They'll be, they'll be fine. Everybody's everybody's fine. I actually, whenever I read stuff about journalism and journalists, 
I think about how I was a writer for my college paper. I used to write about re- restaurant reviews, and I would go to art museums to try to write about art the best I could. I try to study a little bit about art history and stuff, and maybe one day I'll take an art history class. There's so much. There's so much that I want to do. So much that I want to learn. Hey, I'm still young. Young enough. So that is yeah, it's a big story of today. Um, let's get into some other pressing so okay, funny thing. I recorded another episode, blah blah blah. Long story short. What was supposed to be this fourth yeah, fourth ish episode, I didn't have my microphone on for a full thirty minutes. And I just realized, and I was like, okay, I'll just record the actual episode tomorrow. And my microphone is on, and I can, see the, I can see the sound waves on my phone. I'm using the Anchor app. Not a sponsor. So, um, game news. Let's get into some, yes, let's get into some games news. Itch.io, there is, so this guy on Twitter, what's his name? Nilsson underscore Carroll, N-I-L-S-O-N underscore C-A-R-R-O-L-L. And he tweeted about this new games bundle. So there's different tiers. I mean, the one I saw, you they it said you could pay like $10 for some games and then $60 is a huge bundle. But that is, I think, you know, that would be a lot for a lot. Um, if you if you're having financial difficulties, as a lot of us often are, so there's the different tiers you can pay for either a set of games or the full set would be sixty bucks, or the ten dollar set, whatever they have going on. It seems cool. Seems like a good way to support independent indie video game developers. Some of the games actually did look cute, I must say. It's they say that it's, it's a bundle of zines stories art games i am definitely going to check it out i think well, i might as well buy the whole thing you know i got a job now so let's see that time i took a co- okay so i was also thinking that time i took a college games class what was the class that i took at because i went to hunter college in New York, um, the game was called, I think it was just about developing games. What was it? Systems? Systems of game systems? The teacher was really cool. She, uh, she was teaching us about how to make games. We read some, a lot of cool articles about about developing games and systems and just developing games basically and we made our own crude little examples and our homework assignments were to make our own games using paper cardboard cutouts stuff like that my game was about it was about the game of love and I basically had people to so to play it's kind of you go around the game board and you have there's these little cards and each card has a different move you can make and you can win at the game of love by i guess randomly picking good cards so the good cards would be you bring a gift to the date 
a bad card would be if you showed up late to the date and you had the more good cards that you had and it's a roll of the dice so it's randomly you're randomly winning at love overall dumb but i think i made really cute graphics for i drew little hearts with smiley faces and it was a hit my professor liked it and we even went to i think it was the brooklyn game center some brooklyn game center uh and the there were speakers talking about um indie developers talking about their games that was really cool like there was (laughs) there's free cheese platters hors d'oeuvres and stuff it's a cool event i do i did like i did like going to school at hunter a lot of my classes and my professors were cool so i think i totally strayed off topic from uh because i mentioned i was a student journalist i yeah i really liked being a student journalist writing for the school paper and taking news writing classes not where i ended up i couldn't find a stable career in that i'm sure a lot a lot of people do a lot of people don't you know who knows where we all end up oh my little pencil just kind of fell out of the base for the pencil okay does it still work yeah it does next topic animal crossing did not have a lot of fruit i just wrote i just wrote random stuff on my little notebook animal crossing did not have a lot of fruit let me just go on on my little soapbox animal crossing new horizons you should have had every fruit known to mankind it's the switch version why didn't you guys go big i'm talking to nintendo of course they should have put lychee they should have put mangosteen they should have put did it have bananas bananas they should have put dragon fruit should have put every fruit there is it's like in the older versions on the 3ds new even new leaf had more interesting fruit and who do i like i like stitches little bear oh this is cute all of all of the hamsters the bunnies the piggies and i did i couldn't even get one little piggy oh wait did i i think i did i couldn't even get one little hamster in my town to this day i've i've had animal crossing's new horizons since it came out and i a lot of the villagers or the neighbors that i wanted couldn't get so random they should they should have made it so that you can choose who comes to your town from the entire list that's why hacking got involved and the black market for rain got involved all right next up what did i do this past memorial holiday weekend oh by the way i hope everybody had a good weekend i had yeah i had a good weekend too we had four day holiday for more memorial day and i went to a town in northern japan called sendai it's one of the bigger towns up here and i went to the pokemon center sendai at this shopping complex called aer and it was nice they had spring kind of a limited edition spring selection of products 
I saw a lot of Pikachu cutlery, Pikachu plates with leaves and things. And I don't know if it's unique to that to that store location. They had Pokemon in little potted plants, like so Bulbasaur was in these little plushy little brown pots. Sounds cute. I saw. Uh, my favorites are Psyduck and all the cute ones, Clefairy, Jigglypuff, and oh, Alcremie. They had a really good selection of Alcremies, so that's cool. They had the different colors and variations of Alcremie plushies. I really should have bought one. Alright, well, I don't need to buy too much stuff. Oh, The Temptation. The Temptation. It was right next to a store called The Jump Store, which is an anime store. They had this life-size statue of Luffy from uh, One Piece. I took some selfies next to him. They had Haikyuu merchandise. They even had uh, Hikaru no Go merchandise. So that's a sh- that's an anime about playing this kind of chess Japanese style chess game ish. Well, it's it's a Japanese board game called Go. And yeah, that that's a very old show. So they have merchandise displaying that. Sounds cool. Jujutsu Kaisen, Kimetsu no Yaiba stuff. And I saw at this other store next to that. So the top, it was the eighth floor, Pokemon Center, the Anime Jump Store, and then Tower Records. And Tower Records, music store, had a big uh, K-pop section, also and but hey you know japanese music of course and i saw they had a display for utara hikaru promoting her it was promoting her song from the neon genesis evangelion movie and there's a big cardboard cutout of asuka langley soryu and it was cool and i saw they had a twice section and a bts section and <laughs> Sana's new photo book. She looked really great on the cover. Called Yes, I Am Sana from Twice. So it's a good store for K-pop fans as well. So that whole floor was cool. I do I do love the Pokemon Center. Seeing all the Pokemon really brought my happiness up. Sendai. And then I... Uh, nothing could have prepared me for the awkwardness my of myself. I need to study more Japanese of course but usually I do okay at the stores and I wanted to eat at this location called Nana's Green Tea and it's a green tea dessert place that also serves some some food and I wanted to eat chicken soborodon which is this chicken rice bowl so I go and I order some stuff and the cashier she was really sweet but I I really should not <laughs> at that moment I should not have spoken any Japanese. I know konnichiwa, I know kore o onegashimasu, you know, can I please have order this? And she I gave her my card to pay and she she said something so quick in Japanese and she kept saying it over and over and I I just, you know, was like shaking my head like sorry, on what? Is my card working? And then she said she said card is okay, but then she started speaking more Japanese and then we I said, sorry, I go menacei, I don't know. And uh, it was awkward, and we stood there for like 10 seconds just kind of staring at each other, and I'm just saying, I have, you know, I pull out some cash from my wallet, I'm like, I have, I have, ca- I have a lot of Japanese yen, 
and she finally she kind of went with it and she's like okay i should just start speaking more english because uh, you know sometimes they throw out I, I don't expect them to i don't expect them to i'm in their country you know of course i don't expect them to speak any english it's my fault i'm the dumb foreigner but sometimes they throw you know sometimes they're throwing a little english to help out the dumb foreigner i totally totally my fault and it was awkward but it ha- things like that happen i I, yeah, I had no idea what she's saying about the card but um overall i enjoyed my food i ordered a green tea iced latte with matcha and roasted hojicha and red bean and uh the chicken sobro don was very good it it was it was just just as good as the one that i had in seattle and probably the best part was the other dessert it was lemon sorbet with drizzled honey dessert and a wafer so it was one of their new seasonal items and where else did i go they have this big shopping street in sendai called cleese and there was a cool taito arcade with ddr which i love and i didn't play anything i just walked around I'll probably go with my coworker next time. And I saw a little shrine in the neighborhood with a monkey statue and um, I think it was a, a lamb statue, I think. And it's a nice weekend. And I relaxed, watched anime the rest of the weekend. And, oh, okay, so I was talking to my other co-worker today and telling i was telling everybody how i went to sendai i and then she mentioned oh don't um i bet they really have a big animate store there and i was like what and i googled it and i was like oh my gosh i didn't even know there was an animate store okay so a popular chain of stores is called animate here and there's one in tokyo of course and then there's one here except well there in sendai and it's a big store with anime merchandise, and I didn't even know it's my fault. I should research more cool stuff to do before I go to these places. And there's a, there's also another real Akuma store, but I'm really mad I did not go to the anime store, which was south of the train station. Save it for next time. There will be a next time. I was like, oh my gosh. And they had a little anime cafe. And I could have seen, and I would have could have gone and seen if they had some cool promotions going on next time. So, I oh, what did I also? I watched today. Uh, let me let me run through. Oh, okay, so let me just go down, go down just topic by topic. Boa, uh, Boa Kwan. It's her apparently twentieth anniversary since she debuted in japan so that was that leads to me talking about how i i watched her youtube video just her talking about her career and how she had struggles being young she debuted at 14 i believe and learning japanese and she felt immature back then and now she you know she's grown up now and and it was lonely, but she got through it, and and she spent part of it talking about, 
oh moon and sunrise because that's one of her favorite songs and i love that song moon and sunrise it's a beautiful ballad and then she said uh, a lot of fans like valenti and what's the other one key of key of heart and and she's she was trying to decide like which which of her songs is like considered a good comer <laughs> i just said comer i meant to say summer summer song cummerbund cummerbund cummer cumin commerce cummerbund like at the prom with the tuxedo it's a, it's a piece of clothing and so boa said she doesn't really doesn't doesn't really know what to say is one of her best summer songs because some people say valency or some people might say key of heart and the other song she's talking about mary mary curry or merry christmas or mary cree she was very proud of that song because it became her one of her most famous songs for christmas and some of her fans say that when they hear mary cree in Japan, they know that Christmas is coming. It makes them think about Christmas. And I did. So the first time I heard Mary Cree was my friend got me the Korean CD ordered from overseas. And I listened to the Korean version of Mary Cree. And I think that I do like that one more than the Japanese version just because I heard it first. So. If I had heard the Japanese version first, I probably would like that one more. I think I just need to listen to the Japanese one more. Especially since I'm in Japan now. And we'll see. And oh my gosh. And then the the B-side of the Korean Mary Cree CD is Mega Step. That song... I want to say that song slaps. That song is great. That song... That song, oh my gosh, that song is such a good song to bump your head to. Speaking of bumping your head, another Asian singer. Shall we talk about Bella Porch uh, from TikTok? She was in the Navy three years. She said she had abusive parents. She escaped her abusive parents, went on TikTok, started working with some marketing guy, that helped her video of her bobbing her head to the beat of a song and went viral. And now she has 69, about 69 million followers, I believe, on TikTok. And then on YouTube, she put out her music video, her first music video, and got 100 million views in one week. Insane. I find this story fascinating. Just, just fascinating. She's... She's Filipino, so I gotta support. She's she seems nice. I saw her talking, uh, speaking in Tagalog with that other famous YouTuber. He, I think he has an MTV show. Uh, but she seems she does seem sweet. She got some curves and swerves. She. So she is kind of a mystery too because her name's not really Bella Porch. On her NWU's, her Navy uniform, 
that people dug up from the far reaches of the internet. Her name name tag said Taylor. So when it's on the NWU, the naval working uniform, that's her last name. Her real na- her real last name must be Taylor. And somebody saw one of her profiles somewhere. Her first name might be Nari, so Nari Taylor. That's a pretty name. Hmm. So you know, inter- it's interesting to think about some market. That marketing guy probably told her Nari Taylor doesn't sound as cool, so maybe we should change her name to Bella Porch. But Bella, there's a lot of girls named Bella. There's Bella Hadid. There's Bella from that movie Twilight. She could have been the first Nari Taylor. I think that sounds more. You know, that's her real name. I think that sounds more unique. So, Bella Por- And then Porch with an A. Porch with an A in the middle. She's on the porch. Sipping on lemonade. Interesting. I don't like the song. Her song, Build a Bitch. I wonder if it'll get a lot of radio play. Hey, jokes, jokes on me. Because she's famous, though. Hey, Lil Nas X started from TikTok, and I love Lil Nas X. And apparently, she's gonna be famous just like Lil Nas X got famous on TikTok. It's is it Old Town Road all over again? We shall see. So, what else did I watch recently? Black Lady Sketch Show by Robin Thede, Ashley Nicole Black plays the invisible spy on that show she's great a new food documentary on netflix came out i mean netflix has so many great food shows i love all of them ugly delicious what's the other one chef's table you gotta watch that episode about the korean monk and this so this new show is called high on the hog and the premise is how african-american cuisine influenced america and it's very it gets very emotional at times and it's very informative i recommend it then i also watched fruits basket and toru and kyo what a great couple they are really going through it in this recent episode not a happy episode a very emotional episode as well and i've been watching i've not i've been watching but i watched i first watched fruits basket when i was with my cousins when i was like younger like what 10 years ago so that show holds a special place in my heart and the characters are very lovable and on to shadow house the most recent episode of Shadow House, really... Okay, it's what, seven, eight episodes in now, and nobody has died yet. I just want to know what happens when they fail the debut test. That show's getting on my nerves because of that. And even Iruma-kun, Marty Mashita, was not as good, wasn't as funny this recent episode, because Iruma is still not his sweet self. The show is funnier when he's his innocent sweet self, so... He needs to go back to that. Another YouTuber I've been watching, Kemushi Chan, K E M U S H I Chan. She 
is doing this 30-day challenge for language learnings and sounds interesting where you have to record yourself for 30 days or you record yourself once every day for 30 days speaking in the language that you want to learn for example like what did i eat today and then you record yourself talking about it i think i don't know how long you talk for but let's see can i do it what did, what did i eat today um yeah maybe i should try this challenge so what did i eat again i ate chicken so i can start with that tori tori niku tori niku watashi so i know how to say i eat sushi o tabemasu i eat sushi so then past <laughs> tori niku o tabemashita oishii desu it was good i did it yay me and then another youtuber i follow she actually lives in morioka charla she is one of the most famous youtubers in japan i think and i like to watch her and i like to watch akadirist and kamushi and charla is just seems like a really sweet youtuber and her cat's really cute so her cat video was the last one and i need to finish this oh chani day i like to watch them chani and delena the asian couple in australia and apparently they flew to sydney the other day i need to watch that's the one i want to watch next i like watching those videos with the food adventures and stuff like that oh sorry and then uh vivi's fluoride is apparently coming to an end and what was that last episode with her in a museum she's older a lot older now and seeing the kids yeah that show the music in that show i will never forget it and okay so on to more game news this episode you can tell it's as just like every episode all my episodes are all over the place of course hey more content for to make this episode longer than it should be meh no rules so i played smt nocturne shin megami tensei 3 nocturne it is i'm realizing it is well i've already realized it when i used to play it and now this is my replay but i never beat it so this is my chance to beat it i like it i'm gonna probably play it off and on for the rest of the year shin megami tensei nocturne is a really cool tour of tokyo because you get to go to shibuya and Ginza and walk around the Tokyo subways and the style is so cool and all the people look really sexy because they look like they have this half shadow going on this interesting aesthetic one of the characters that I'm really finding myself attracted to Hijiri Hijiri Joji Hijiri he's the he's the author of the occult magazine and he's helping the the main character solve the mysteries of the world that they're in that they have found themselves in and uh he, one of his lines is i'll send you to to ginza using the save point thingy thingy mabob the machine and i just think he's <laughs> as i just hear a little 
cartoon of him just now and just imagining him just like fiddling with this weird alien machine and saying, oh, I wonder what this is. I wonder what this could be. Hmm, interesting. And I, from what I remember, he's also one of the paths. He symbolizes one of the paths that you can take because your two friends are, there's the, like the chaos path and the other neutral path or I, I don't even know what the names of those paths are great game great game so I can't wait till I can find the, my favorite demons all over again like <laughs> like narcissus because I'm narcissistic there no um I do like the the just the designs of all the demons like narcissus and the angels and uh I like the three sisters, Lachesis, Atropos, and Clotho, and Skatach. Like I like Skatach. She's the witch. I think that's Skatach. She looks like she looks like she's she's sitting with her legs um, crossed, and she is like floating. She has this big black witch hat on. So many cool, so many cool demons. And hey, the main character is kind of cute too. I named him Mercury Bubble after Sailor Mercury from Sailor Moon. And what else? I didn't play any Sonic Forces recently. However, dun dun dun, dun there, there was Sonic news. So Sega, Sega and Dragon Quest. There was Sega news. There was Dragon Quest news. Sega news. Sega is putting, they are releasing a new game sometime next year. Sonic Rangers, that's the new 3D game. I'll probably get it. And they are releasing Sonic Colors Ultimate, which is a remake, I think. And I didn't play that before. I'll see the, I'll look at their reviews before I get that one. And Sonic Prime is the Netflix show that's coming out next year. I cannot wait i want to see their next sonic show on netflix i just know it's gonna i can feel it's gonna be good more tales please and more amy and rouge and cream cream cheese cream the bunny and the last game the sonic fighters is going to be in the new yakuza game they just they should just release that by itself on switch you can, you can play as Bark the Dog or whatever animal he is. So, yeah, really, that is really cool. I mean, how much more could a Sonic fan want? Or even a Sega fan? So, Dragon Quest news onto the DQ, like Dairy Queen. Dragon Quest is releasing four games at some point. They announced, oh, but the worst part is some of these games, or either some or all, they didn't say what platforms these are going to be, so that's awkward. Dragon Quest 3, which is like an Octopath Traveler kind of vibe, 2D, 3D, HD, it looks cute, I don't know if I'll get it, I'll definitely probably get, okay, so I never, this is, this is bad that I never, I never bought Dragon Quest 11, although that looks like a beautiful game. And now they're talking about, they're working on Dragon Quest Twelve, which is a dark version. 
it'll be interesting to see what that one's going to be about. I should definitely play 11 before I get 12, right? So, the remake, the new one, which is 12, Dragon Quest Online. And it sucks that Dragon Quest X Online has been in Japan for a long time, like years. And they're just not going to release it in America. I was listening to some other podcasts about, oh, there's still hope. They might. But no. They're doing this thing called Dragon Quest Offline, which is an offline version of it. Which is kind of worse. And then, what's the fourth game? Dragon Quest Keshi Keshi? About little It's a mobile game. And you battle as uh, Dragon Quest style erasers. That one looked really cute. That one's a must buy. So, I. What's that? I'll sit right down. Yeah, I think I'll get. Yeah, but I don't think I got that Keshi Keshi game. And. I. What am I got planned for the rest of the day? I had chicken today. Use my Instant Pot. Because I'm such a good chef. And I. Japanese ice chocolate ice cream bar and they have really good frozen fried rice packs at the grocery store the Japanese grocery store so I'm probably going to do that for dinner and drinking water trying to be healthy and alright I've reached 45 minutes let us just wind on wind down and and then I'll just get ready for bed. And everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, according to this app, there's listeners from all over the world. The majority from U- the U.S., but apparently I had a listener in Kenya, Germany, Vietnam, Xinjiang, and just everywhere. So that'd be, I mean, I guess... That's true. Hello. Thank you all for listening. And I'm just talking about stuff. As you can see, I talk about random, random stuff, just all kinds of stuff. And, and see you next time. All right. Bye.